0: Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, kind and true God, we come before thee this evening, Lord. We deem this moment a great privilege, Father, to be gathered, all Father, as the eagles, Lord. And we are sure, Lord, this evening that there is a carcass among us. And we are so thankful, Father, that there is a provision for that carcass, Lord. We would think of Abraham the day when he went, oh God, to sacrifice his son. And when you beheld, Lord, his faith. And Father, you had to withhold him from putting for his son on the altar, oh God, to sacrifice him. Father, when he was just ready to carry out the instruction, you had a sacrifice ready for him, Lord. I'm so thankful that, Lord, tonight we have a sacrifice that is always ready for us, Lord. Father, the blood of Jesus Christ was sacrificed for us once and for all, and that even they that have not come, even if they do not know, but their sins have been sacrificed for. They have enough room to come, almighty God. They have enough privilege, Lord, to come, much as we did come, Lord. I'm so thankful that we can gather around such good news. I'm so thankful, Lord, that we can still be having such gatherings, Lord, in such a dark time that we are living in. Thank you, Father, for your provision. Thank you, Father, for the sacrifice of Calvary. Thank you, Almighty God, for taking us away from the hassles of the day. Almighty God, the afflictions of the day, Lord Jesus Christ, the burdens of the day. Father, you just bring us here, oh God, where we can lay down our burdens. Almighty God, O oh Father, on Calvary, and we know that, Lord, the Almighty God is going to speak to us. May you address us, Lord God. Father Almighty God, take us from the carnal way of thinking and handling things, and matters, us, Lord, bring us into the supernatural realm, Lord, and that after you are done with us, we can say, indeed, it is good to be in the presence of the Lord. Father would long that it be like unto the day when you took Peter, James, and John, Father, and were transfigured before them. And they said, it is good for us to be here. May we make tabernacles, Lord. They were ready to stay there with thee, O oh Father. O oh God, may it be such a moment for us. May this service be transformed into such an atmosphere where everyone would go home and say, I'm longing to be like Christ. I'm longing to live for him. I am longing to be, O oh God, all that God says I am. I'm thankful, Father, as we come, Father. I'm laying myself before Thine altar. Almighty God, take me, Father, from all the hassles of the day. Take me, Almighty God, from all the filthiness of the day. Almighty Father, Almighty God, Oh Father, the dark side of the world, Father, and bring me into your altar, Almighty God. Father, and use my lips and use my emotions, use everything, Father, In as we have learned from the prophet that when the Holy Ghost has come, you will take a hold of man's emotions, Lord. You will take a hold of his feelings. You will take a hold of his affections. May you do that for us this evening, Lord. I'm praying as I commit, even the preaching of the word, even, Father, oh God, the reading of the scriptures, everything that you have prepared for us, may it be blessed in thy sight. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, Father, I pray, amen. 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 God bless you, saints. Uh, if there is one thing that I'm uh, happy about, is not that I'm standing before you. But I'm happy that I'm in church. Amen. Uh, If they would ask me to stay here, I'm willing to do that 100%. If they can bring my job uh, into this church, I won't regret to fix my cars behind the, uh, uh, the church building there, knowing that maybe after a short while I will have a service. Amen. Yeah, It's the most important thing to be in the house of the Lord. Especially in these times that we are living in. And where the devil is not sparing a moment and is not wasting time. The prophet says the devil is working over time. And I want you to know he's not working over time with unbelievers. He knows better that they are unbelievers. And are still other unbelievers in church because there are three kinds of believers. The unbelievers in the church is also not wasting time with them. He's working extra time to target the believer. Amen. Amen. If you can just put that in your mind, that the devil is working overtime just to pull that believer away from the truth. Amen. 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 Then if you are that believer, you better watch your steps. Amen. You better be watching where you are going. Amen. Um, I want to do something different. We'll read two scriptures, short ones. Then we've got a very lengthy uh, portion of scripture we want to read Because it's very important to me in what I'm going to say tonight. Amen. Then after I read that, uh, I will pray God will remind me to say what I want to say before I start preaching. Uh, May we open our Bibles to Matthew chapter 24. Are you there on Matthew 24? I want you to come to verse uh, (coughs) thirty-five. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass as this, verse thirty-four. Uh, This generation, the prophet says, when the scripture says this generation, it referred to this, our generation. The people in that day, they thought it referred to their generation. But the things that were spoken were not pertaining to their generation. But we behold the things that are happening now. They are part of our generation. So it reveals that now uh, this generation in this scripture refers to us. Uh, Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Verse 35 is the verse that I want. Heaven and earth shall pass away. Someone might begin to think, shall heaven pass away? Heaven and earth, the scripture doesn't say may pass away. Shall pass away. It's in the future. It's going to pass away because we will see a new heaven and a new earth. But my words shall not pass away. Even if they are fulfilled, they are not going to pass away. A scripture that's been fulfilled is not passing away. It's bringing into view what it meant. Amen. A prophet that has been fulfilled is not passing away, as some uh, think it to be. When there's a scripture that has been fulfilled, they think it's already done away with. No. It's practical. Now you can behold it. You can refer to it in substance. Amen. Amen. Let's go to another scripture. <clears throat> Heaven and earth shall pass away. But my words shall never pass away. Amen. Can you turn your Bibles again to Numbers 23? Numbers 23. I want you to take notice of verse 19. You have to forgive me for this. Sorry. Number Genesis chapter twenty-three. We are looking at uh, verse uh, nineteen. Are you there? Sorry, man. Numbers, numbers. I said Genesis. Numbers twenty-three. I wrote it right, but I'm calling it out different. Numbers chapter 23, Numbers 23, verse 19, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent, hath he said and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? Behold, I have received commandment to bless, and he hath blessed, and I cannot reverse it. He hath not beheld iniquity in Jacob, neither hath he seen perverseness in Israel. The Lord, his God, is with him, and the shout of a king is among them. Amen. God brought them out of Egypt, he hath... As it were the strength of an unicorn, surely there is no enchantment against Jacob. Neither is there any divination against Israel. According to this time, it shall be said of Jacob and of Israel what God, what God wrought. Amen. Amen. We can take the comfort of our seats. Then I will read the other lengthy scripture after I've said something. Uh, that I don't want to forget. Just to take you back to the meetings, uh, myself, as a missionary, I was disappointed when Brother Jacinda said, after his preaching, he said, Any young man in South Africa, if you had said Zimbabwe was going to go in front, I'm still a young man, Brother, uh, Aunt and Brother Coleman were ordained by brother at 44 years. And he says, I'm ushering these young men into the ministry. They were actually starting to him. They were actually starting the ministry. So I'm I'm not yet 40. So I'm still a young man. If he had missed, maybe by a slip of a tongue, said anyone from anywhere, I was going to go in the front. Amen. I'm ready to join in the forefront to fight for the cause. Amen. Not to preach, but to just show which side I stand on. But if it calls for ministration, I'm already ministering. And if there was a chance to say, we want to pray for you, if there is anything I would ever want the pastor to do for me is to pray for me always. Mm-hmm. Because here where I'm standing is different as when you talk to an unbeliever. Mm-hmm. Here, it's a different scenario because God wants to speak to his children. Mm-hmm. So uh, I thought I must explain something that some believers, when they hear preachers come before them and say, it's hard time to come here, it's like just a simple excuse. It's not a simple excuse. Uh, they light when you hear a preacher come and say it's very hard to come here. It's not a simple excuse as to say it's a norm. It's not a norm. It's as, as straight as that. I'm going to read a quotation for that. Amen. <laughs> then, something that I maybe if there is any brothers who are ministering and their wives are here, this is for you. Because I took it from my wife. After I preached last time, I mentioned something about uh, um, I think I said, what will a, a divorced woman do to you? What will they help you to do? Then my wife, when we got back home, he said, but do you realize there could be many sisters who are divorced in church? But I said, but yeah, but they are not women, they are sisters. And they, are, they might be wives as well. So they are divorced wives. I said it right. They are not women. They are wives. Amen. But I want to thank God for a, a spiritual wife who takes note of everything that I say when I'm on the pulpit. Amen. And she don't say yes even when there's a mistake. If maybe someone was offended because maybe we were divorced, we can still cater for that as long as your faith is with you. Amen. No matter what condition you are in, no matter what happened, we don't worry. If we're a single mother, it's not a, uh, it's not a disgrace. Amen. Some of us were brought up by single mothers and there are something in life because a mother was standing behind them. Even when you look at the Bible, it mentions mothers more than fathers. So if you are still a mother with your children, you are most privileged to have all the time with your children. Amen. But I, I, I want to apologize to the church if that offended someone that I said, what will a divorced woman do to you? What advice will you get from such a, a one? Because a divorced woman is any woman. They are giving in marriage and, 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 and they are offering themselves into marriage. That's not a marriage. Amen. It's not recognized by God. And if they happen to divorce and then you make them your friends, they won't tell you anything good. Amen. Amen. We are not talking about the unfortunate ones that the husband just runs away and leaves the family. No, we are not talk about, talking about that. But we are talking about the mischievous ones that they just think, i am good. my rights, I don't need a husband here. This man is taking advantage of me. It's not what I was talking about. But those ones, they will never help you. I want to give you a very good clue. I was staying just next to Pluma here. Those women you see next down there at French Street, most of them, they are in that very state. They are the ones that I was talking about. And some of them might not be getting paid for what they are doing, but they are doing it uh, just for the willingness of their flesh to give themselves over to it, but they don't get any cent for it. They are still mahoshas. You can find a mahosha in a, in, a, in a home, and she assumes that she's married. She's a mahosha, She cannot give you advice that way. So I just wanted to give clarity to that and taking recognition of what my wife did. It was a special thing that she noted and I'm very sorry if it offended someone because I didn't mean it to offend. Amen. Okay, fine. Let me read my other lengthy scripture so we can maybe conclude on that. Uh, if, if God wills, we can even conclude by reading. Amen. You can turn your Bibles with me to First Kings uh, 13. There's something very spectacular there that I I I just loved it when I looked at it. Whilst you open, I'll start reading because you will just get along with me as you uh, find the scripture. And behold, there came a man of God out of Judah by the word of the Lord unto Bethel, and Jeroboam stood by the altar to burn incense. And he cried against the altar in the word of the Lord, and said, All altar, altar, thus saith the Lord, Behold, a child shall be born unto the house of David, Josiah by the name, and upon thee shall he offer the priests of the high places that burn incense upon thee, and men's bones shall be bent upon thee. And he gave a sign the same day, saying, This is the sign which the Lord hath spoken, Behold, the altar shall be rent, and the ashes that are upon it shall be poured out. And it came to pass, when King Jeroboam heard the saying of the man of God, this man of God was never mentioned by name, which had cried against the altar. He never cried against Jeroboam, he cried against the altar. Cried against the altar in Bethel, that he put forth his hand. He put forth his hand from the altar, saying, Lay hold on him, and his hand which he, he put forth against him uh, dried up so that he could not pull it again to himself. In other words, he was pointing maybe to the people that were helping him to uh, offer on the altar. Remember, he was the king. He was not allowed to offer any offerings in the law of God, but he was offering. So when he pulled out his hand, hold, lay hold on him. His hand just remained like this, and he realized something is happening now. Because he could not pull it back to himself. And then that was a testimony that this was a man of God. And I don't think those that were given the charge to lay hold on him, they did so. Because they could see the king's hand is just straight, pointing straight, and it's not coming back to him. And his hand, which he put forth against him, dried up so that he could not pull it in again to himself. The altar also was rent, and the ashes poured out from the altar, according to the sign which the man of God had given by the word of the Lord. And the king answered and said unto the man of God, Entreat now the face of the Lord thy God, and pray for me that my hand may be restored me again. And the man of God besought the Lord, and the king's hand was restored him again, and became as it was before. And the king said unto the man of God, come home with me. Our our, our main subject is starting from this verse now. From verse 7, you must note what I'm reading now, because I'm going to say a lot of things out of this. And the king said unto the man of God, come home with me, and refresh thyself, and I will give thee a reward. And the man of God said unto the king, If thou would give me half thine house, I will not go in with thee, neither will I eat bread nor drink water in this place. For so it was charged me by the word of the Lord, saying, Eat no bread nor drink water nor return again by the same way that thou camest. So he went another way and retained not by the way that he came to Bethel. Now... There dwelt an old prophet in Bethel, and his sons came and told him in uh, all the works that the men of God had done that day in Bethel, the words which he had spoken unto the king. Uh, then the king them they told also to their father, and their father said unto them, What, uh, what way went he? For uh, the sons. And had seen what way the man of God went, which came from Judah. And he said unto his son, Settle me the S. So they settled him the S, and he, uh, he rode thereon, and went after the man of God, and found him sitting under an oak. And he said unto him, Art thou the man of God that cameth from Judah? And he said, I am. Then he said unto him, Come home with me, and eat bread the same words which the king said to him, and he refused. And he said, I may not return with thee, nor go in with thee, neither will I eat bread nor drink water with thee in this place. For it was said to me by the word of the Lord, that thou, uh, by the word of the Lord, thou shalt eat no bread nor drink water there, nor turn again to go by the way that thou camest. He said unto him, I am a prophet also, as thou art. Take note of verse 18. I am a prophet also, as thou art. And this man is a prophet also, but he's not saying, that says the Lord, you must note it. He's a prophet, even the scripture says, another old prophet. He was a prophet. I am a prophet also, as thou art. And an angel spake unto me. We have no proof for that. By the word of the Lord, saying, Bring him back with thee into thine house, that he may eat bread and drink water. But he lied unto him. Okay. So there was no angel. There was no, that says the Lord. But he was a prophet also. But he lied unto? Maybe because it was just a way to persuade him. To try and bring the visitor into the home. There was nothing said of God there. So he went back with him after Eli and did eat bread in his house and drank water. And it came to pass as they sat at the table that the word of the Lord came unto the prophet that brought him back. Now the word of the Lord is coming after the prophet lied. And he cried unto the men of God that came from Judah, saying, Thus saith the Lord, forasmuch as thou hast disobeyed the mouth of the Lord, and hast not kept the commandment which the Lord thy God commanded thee, but came back and hast eaten bread, and drank water in the place of the, uh, the which the Lord did say to thee, Eat no bread, and drink no water. Thy carcass shall not come unto the sepulcher of thy father's. And it came to pass after he had eaten bread and after he had drunk that he settled for him the ass to eat for the prophet, uh, for the prophet whom he had brought back. And when he was gone, a lion met him by the way and slew him. And his carcass was cast in the way, and the ass stood by it. The lion also stood by the carcass. And behold, men passed by and saw the carcass. "...cast in the way, and the lion standing by the carcass, and they came and told it in the city where the old prophet dwelt. And when the prophet that brought him back from the way had heard thereof, he said, "...it is the man of God, who was disobedient unto the word of the Lord. Therefore the Lord hath delivered him unto the lion, which hath torn him and slain him, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake unto him." And he spake to his sons, saying, Set on me the ass. And they settled him. And he went and found his carcass cast in the way. And the ass and the lion standing by the carcass. The lion had not eaten the carcass, nor torn the ass. And the prophet took up the carcass. Remember, he's taking the carcass of the man of God in the face of a lion. He took the carcass of the man of God and laid it upon the earth and brought it back and the old prophet came to the city to mourn and to bury him. And he laid his carcass in his own grave and they mourned over him saying, Alas, my brother. And it came to pass after he had buried him that he spake to his son saying, When I am dead, then bury me in the sepulchre where the man of God, of God is buried, lay my bones beside his bones. For the saying which he cried by the word of the Lord against the altar in Bethel and against all the house of the high places which are in the cities of Samaria shall surely come to pass. Amen. Amen. I saw something when I was reading this scripture and this struck me. I mean, a prophet speaking to another prophet. I've got something in mind as well, what Brother Brenham said. He said, an anti-message preacher is a prophet. Am I right? I will tell you why, what makes us prophets is not because we see visions, because we repeat the message of a prophet. You are prophesying. So... If what you are reading is a prophecy to the people of God, you become a prophet. It's like Micaiah. He said exactly what Elijah said. And they said, is there any other prophet? Just one. So we can hear from him, they called Micaiah. And Micaiah never said, oh, you know what? He never narrated his vision. He repeated the scriptures as what Elijah is, prophesied upon uh, King Ahab. He repeated the word. Then afterwards, when they forced him, He had to narrate to them what God showed him. Amen. He did not bring his vision first to the people. He brought the word first before he could tell them, I saw something that is scriptural. Amen. So there's no vision that you can see. And when it fails to tally with the scriptures, you still want believers to obey it. Amen. It will still be a lie. So my message to you tonight, uh, let's hope I'll, I'll just... Go straight to the point. I don't want to waste your time. Amen. I'm also bearing in mind that uh, after the meetings, we had a pronunciation that we, we in Witbank, we are the headquarters of the message. Am I right? Okay, fine. You don't take it, but... Uh, can you come here, brother? You can help me to, to see why I'm talking the way I'm talking. Pastor Madiba... We are the headquarters of the message in South Africa, in Witbank. It was declared. So I took it. I will tell you the reason why I took it. I did not take it because the men of God declared. No. I've got a very short story to narrate to you. Fine. Uh, I think I will find it somewhere. I wrote it somewhere. Can you, if you can read my handwriting, it's a, an artist's handwriting. If you can read it. I was doing a little bit of scribbling. There. Can you read number one? Okay. Yeah. Then you stop where it says send. I will say something there. Brother, Sinder said we must, uh, we must uh, write our desires. After he ended uh, his preaching, he said we must, uh, we have to write our desires. You remember that very well from that convention. So I was busy writing, but before I could finish writing my number one desire, he said, let us pray. And I said, I can't keep on opening my eyes and writing, because I didn't finish writing. Let me close my books, let him pray, and then I will continue writing. I will tell God I was late in writing, but this is what I wanted to write. I will still write even when I get home. I will even write when it's after two weeks, because it's still a desire. It won't change after two weeks. I had it even before he preached, so I will write it. Even after two months. Even if I think about something that was not said, that I never thought when I was still in that service, I will still write it. Because the word is as important as it is in the eyes of God. Can you read number one, brother? Then I will say what I want to say. Lord, grant my desire that wheat bank be changed and become a great center. Then he said, Let us pray. Then I stopped. Then continue of the, of the message. Okay. You can go and sit down.
1: Amen.
0: So what happened? I was one of the first people that went in the church to honor the quiet time. Then, brother, to me, so, Deacon from brother most you know, the believers were there also with us. He pulled me out. Brother, I'm not... I don't know where to start from, but I'm also a deacon, but I noticed there's a problem up there. There's a pipe that is based, and these authorities have reported to me that we must attend to it. because It might disturb our meetings, and it's affecting one of the rooms where the preachers are sleeping. So I said, but I'm, not, I'm, I'm nothing here. I'm, I'm just a believer. I'm just a brother. I, I cannot even administer that issue. But what I will do is I will, I will step aside, wait until I see Brother Mshavi or Brother uh, whoever, a deacon or trustee, so I stood there and I saw brother himself. I said, brother, there's a problem. Another brother, a deacon, fellow deacon, told me that there's a problem there. Unfortunately, I cannot address it. I don't know how to address it and where to start and what to say. You can administer that. So he went and checked and came back and said, ah, brother, you can go in. There's no, the time I wanted to go in, I said, now I might as well visit the loop before I go in the church because I don't want to disturb myself when I go there. I've already disturbed myself. So I'm going to the toilet. When I'm coming back, the pastor said, brother... There's a problem up there. Can you help? Brother there to go and fetch his bags from the room that he was sleeping on, in and then tran- help him transfer to another room. So it was my first time from the time I became a message believer under Pastor Jacinda's ministry from 1998 until now, until that convention, where I took a hold of his bags and his Bibles to take him to some other room. To me, it was something spectacular. The only thing I did... When I left his church, I put my Bible on the, on the altar here. I had uh, more than four hours of prayer to ask God that I'm leaving this place. But I don't want to leave the teaching that is here. Wherever I go, take me to where I have this thing, as, exactly as it is. I don't want to change from this kind of a teaching. I don't want to be somewhat something after I leave this place. So my Bible was laying open with the scripture where my desire was lying there in that scripture. So I ask it, God, this is why I'm here with Pastor I Amen. That's my, my story. So, when this man came, the first time I could hold his bags to at least transfer him to ways he's going to sleep safe and preach for us. Now I'm writing my desires. In his prayers, he's praying that we are declaring with bank. And I've already written it in my notes. I've, I never spoke to him. So you might deny it, but in my faith, wheat bank, is the greatest center of all the centers, if there be any, of South Africa, if not the region of Africa, the whole continent, of the message of the hour. The reason being that, number one, pastor, you are upholding the message of the prophet. Little will you hear elsewhere where a man who throw quotations there and tell you this is what the prophet says. Others have long times Forgotten about it Mm. They have these screens but they don't use them They have uh, projectors But they don't use them Mm. I'm telling you this They have got tapes but they don't even listen to them Mm. This is what has brought the 8 messengers around Mm. And the Joshua's and the rest of them Mm. So my message tonight is The importance of the word
2: Mm.
0: Amen Mm. What is important is not your gift Amen I might not even be a preacher, but if I'm able to come and repeat what the prophet said to you, it's enough for you. Even if I don't tell you that I saw a vision yesterday night, so you must believe it. I'm a prophet of God. Even if I don't say that, but if I repeat a quotation and a scripture, it's enough for the church of God. And it's enough to take us into the rapture. It's enough to transform our bodies. It's enough to give us the Holy Ghost. It's enough 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 more than enough to give us the token. Mm-hmm. Right? And brother Dinam says the token is not the blood. Mm-hmm. But the token shows that there's been an applied blood somewhere.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he says and you know what the token is? The Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Ghost is God himself. Mm-hmm. I'm just repeating what he said. So if I can just repeat like what I'm doing now, I'm preaching. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm half an inch of a preacher, I'm preaching. It doesn't matter how many marks you give to me. I'm preaching. Because I'm repeating the scriptures. I'm doing exactly what Micaiah did. Amen. I'm doing exactly what Peter did on the day of Pentecost. When he stood up and everyone was shut out. And he said, brethren, these people are not drunk. What did he do? He repeated a scripture in the book of Joel. And what did that scripture do? It made a revival. It opened the way for a revival. He was not doing some gymnastics He was not trying some tricks He was not trying to say You see I see a vision here You must listen to my dream I'm not saying your dreams are not true They are only true if they are scriptural And if they are not scriptural I will not listen to them And if you come and prophesy Let your prophets be in the word Because we see here prophet said something And the scripture says And he lied How many preachers are standing in the pulpit And they are lying to the people I'm ready to face any one of them if you can bring them to me. Hallelujah. With their sizes. And their ages as well. Tall, slim, great, and big, whatever. Big, tummies, nothing. I can still show them something. Amen. Brother Abraham says you must believe this message, hook, line, and singer? And I added, want to say something, I put it as my own prophet. I have swallowed the hook, the lion, the singer, and the fisherman. Amen. Well, some have left the fisherman. Brother Pnam was the fisherman was taught how to fish the rainbow trout. And God says the rainbow trout is these elected people. So he had the tricks of how to fish you out of the world. Yeah. So you have been fished out of the world. You don't want to be sustained with what brought you out of the world. Who won't listen to such nonsense? Mm. We have no room for such. Mm. Amen. Amen. That prophet there, he came from Judah with the thus says the Lord. Yeah. And he told the king, I will not turn. Remember, he turned down the king. Yeah. But when he met another prophet, it was a big challenge. Now it's on the same level. He said, Ah, with the king. You respect me because he knows I'm carrying, thus says the Lord. And he has already seen some exploits. He pulled out his hand to say, Lay hold on him. And the hand could not come back to him. I've already displayed something to him. If I tell him something, he will say, Go, man of God. We don't trouble. you. We won't trouble. But when he met another prophet who said, I'm also a prophet like unto thee. And the scripture says, But he lied. Yeah. How many are listening to false prophets yeah. who are standing on the pulpit because they've got a chance to stand on the pulpit? Yeah. Let me read something here before I get beside myself. The importance of the word. How important is the word of God to you tonight? So we we have to... You know what a headquarters does? I I was working for another company there. Uh, What they do is, if you you have got a headquarters, you set a standard. Hmm? They used to pull down our projects to say, you did not do it according to the standard. When you check where the standard is coming from, it's coming from jetpack in Johannesburg, jet jetpack. You find a small company there, tricep. Okay? And there's managers there with their ranks. They've set a standard. When you go to do a camera installation, this is what you do. When you go to do uh, anti-collision, safe mine, uh, this is what you do. You do a PDS system, this is what you do. You are fitting a starter motor, this is what you do. They give you what to use. So when you go to a starter motor that has been fixed by a guy that has been picked from town and the one that I've done from Trisam, you can tell this guy is not professional, but this one is professional. (laughs) Because there's a standard there, but this one, the wires are hanging around and there's no tape, they are naked, and the wires are loose there, but here, there's a special tape here that has been used. Just that special tape can tell you where this guy is coming from. And we, we set a mark until now they are still crying they the us back. I'm not going back. Amen. They are still crying because they are looking at we perfected their standard because we had the skill to perfect the standard. Amen. You know how you can perfect the standard of God? Leave that standard. When they set a standard for you perfect it. Make sure you follow dot to dot and do it exactly as it says. Don't add your own thinking and your own gymnastics there. They will tell you, we are not doing it according to our standard. Of course, this is good, but this is not what we want. Because what we want is what speaks with our customers. This is what the the salesmen are speaking about. It's the language of the salesman. He has been there before you. He told them what you are going to do. Now you come as a technician, you do it different. I will show you something that is happening now. I, I thank God I appreciate our pastor. Thank you, pastor, for, for just being our pastor. Amen. Taking that world seriously. Amen. Because there's some pastors, some teachers, that have done what they think is good. God hiding himself in simplicity, then revealing himself in the same. preach 1963, uh, the 17th of March. And now, this is just a little service, like this one now, yeah? It will blend right in uh, with it, though. So listen to every word. Catch it. And if you are taking it on tapes or anything, then you stay right with that tape teaching. Amen. What do we have to stay with? That tape teaching. Okay, I will tell you something there, mysterious. Don't say nothing but what the tape says. You will see the reason why the prophet was saying this. It's not just because he was elevating his ministry. Or he thought himself to be above all the other ministers. No. You will hear. Don't say nothing but what the tape says. Just say just exactly what the tape says. See? Now, because some of those things... Dot, dot, dot. He stops saying something there. Remember, he says, every time you see me with these dots, I'm being petted on the shoulder not to say it. Mm. This is exactly what he said. Most of the times when I don't finish what I start to say, the angel of the Lord is saying, not that one, Sonny, leave it. Mm. (laughs) Now someone comes in this age and he tries to fight with the prophet. Someone was preaching with an angel beside him. Some of those things. We are going to understand a whole lot about this now. Why it's misunderstood. See? And you be sure to say just what the tape says. Don't say nothing else. See? Because I don't say that of my own. Get hold of that uh, clause. I don't say that of my own. That is why Paul as the messenger of the first church you could say, even an angel would come and teach another gospel. Even us people would come afterwards and teach you some other gospel which we have not taught you before. We should be accused. Yes, yes. How many ministers are being against? Mm-hmm. And they are putting themselves there because God don't want them there. Yeah. They are asking God to curse them. Because one thing you will see, God will not deviate from his word. You will not say, oh, I think Pastor Matipa has got a very good idea on this one. Let me change what I wrote on the scriptures. He could have done that for Moses the day he wanted to strangle him and kill him on the spot until the wife had to intervene and say, you bloody man. But the commandment is saying you must circumcise all the house of Israel. He's part of the house, he's carrying the commission, he leaves his children. Uncircumcised. And he's telling his wife, you know what, tomorrow I will be busy, man. There's going to be a very great service, circumcision. Everyone, and there's two million people there. I'm going to call Joshua, we have a plan. Can you make some tea honey for me? They are discussing, but the sons are not circumcised. And right there when they were on the road to go and perform the commission of God, God took a hold of Moses, and the Bible says God sought to kill Moses. The very man who was carrying the commission of the weight of the hour. God wanted to kill him and start afresh. He was saying, I will start with his son. He don't know what I'm talking about, this man. I'm telling him what to do and he's going ahead, straight ahead, forgetting his own house. house. How many have forgotten their own houses and they are coming to church? And they are coming to church. And they sing better than everyone there in church. And their own house is not put in order. Amen. Just say what the tape says. Don't say anything, nothing to it. Amen. You see, it's him that says it. Who's him? It's him that says it. It's him that says it. You see? And so many times confusion. Now here's where we are sitting. People raise up and say. Well, so-and-so said it, meant so-and-so. This is exactly what is in the message of the hour now. That's
1: right.
0: They are saying so-and-so, said so-and-so, and then so-and-so. Then it becomes so-and-so. When I'm saying there's another man coming after me, then, yeah, then, then I'm the man, I'm the man. I'm so-and-so. <laughs> yeah, they will preach to some that want such preachers, but we have believed the message of the hour and it's too late because we have received the Holy Ghost Amen Amen. Amen. We don't shy out on that one We have received the Holy Ghost with total obedience to the whole word of God entitles me to the token So I I, I leave nothing even the commas I believe them even the dots I believe them if there's three dots that says the Lord (laughs) Question mark that says the Lord When you ask me about that question mark I will tell you brother I will find the meaning when I get to heaven (laughs) But for now I believe it is good like that. You see? Question mark. Was <laughs> see, the word C is not a question. But there's a question mark.
1: Yeah.
0: Was someone do otherwise that will raise questions? Then we put a question mark, why is being done? Not like is this say is it? So we put a question mark, but see the word C is not a question mark. So if you ask me, I don't have an answer for that. But I believe it. <laughs> I'll tell you when I get to heaven. Soon and very soon Swing low, swing low, chariot I'm going to heaven anyhow This is what I believe We don't want this so and so We don't want it to become so and so To mean so and so We don't want this confusion Because we want what he says Himself said something And that is the thing that's going to transform everyone Let me finish that quotation Let's just leave it just the way it is. As it is. It's so difficult for people who are learned and they've got degrees and they can't just leave it the way it is. Yeah.
1: That's right.
0: Thank God for Brother Joseph, brother who fired a brother who wanted to change this dot and soul the hyphens and everything. He said no, it's not good grammar, he was fired. Because it's from tape to book. Now when you go to the translations, you want to put in a book. You read a book, you don't find the comma, you don't find the, the hyphens, you don't find anything. But when you listen, there is this, dot, dot, dot. the prophet don't finish something. But the, the man who was doing the printing of that book, he put a full stop. It was God who was saying, and you know some of these things, dot, 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 dot. Then he starts on something. I will tell you why it's very confusing. Because the devil will read the spoken words and want to find the meaning of this. Then he finds the way there's those, 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 We He don't believe, we believe. That's the difference. So our faith will help us to find the meaning of the dots. We will read in between the lines. It's a marriage letter. I will tell you something. If I, if I can write a letter to my wife, you will never understand it, even if I give every one of you to read it. <laughs> even if it's so plain that I'm telling her and you know I'm still in town maybe I'm even telling her I'm going to sleep here mm. but you think uh, maybe this man is going to go home sometime later because you don't know what time I left what, what I told her when I'm going in where I am in town she knows where I am so she, she can say now oh he's there by auntie so and so so he says I'm, 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 I'm still here so it means nine o'clock it means he's not going to come home but you'll never think that because we don't know where I am. But when the bride, who knows where the Lord, who she is serving, is, yes. where he abides, because he's not in heaven, but he's inside, yes. she knows exactly what that husband wants. Yes. Because they are communing daily, every day, night and day. Yes. That is why Joshua was told, don't go to the left or to the right of this commandment. Yes. Meditate day and night upon this commandment. Yes. Don't change it. We have a man, Achan. What did he do? Don't take nothing of the Babylonians when you go there. When you cross over that land, don't take nothing. When Brother Achan came to the Babylonians, but he said, the brothers, when they read these scriptures and these commandments of Moses, even Moses himself, he never even came to see the land. He never saw how beautiful these garments are. Neither did he even see how big this wedge of gold is. He never even thought how rich I'll be when we get in the land. So he took a wage of gold and two change of garments. But 14 men died. How many have died until, until this day, in this moment, and this single moment that I'm preaching? Some are dead whilst they are living. And they will discover when time has elapsed and they will not do anything about it. If you can listen to me now tonight, better you listen carefully. Don't listen to nonsense. Listen to that says the Lord. Yeah. Read your spoken word. Yes. Listen to your pastor. Yeah. The prophet says that the pastor is the the, the ox of the sheep. Yeah. He's bearing all the burdens, and then you shun him when he's carrying every load of the church upon him like this, and bringing it back to God and say, "This is what your children." Everyone calls the pastor pastor I'm out of work, pastor I'm this, pastor I'm this, and he's not hundred people on him. He's just one man. What do you think he does With all those requests And then after all you can, you, you can even afford To make a gossip Of the pastor And you think You are doing a good favor To God According to the spoken word Listen To your pastor Not just any pastor Not just any pastor The one that is just Putting himself Brother, but he comes, he says, no, You see Brother Matiba Is also there But I'm also there I'm your pastor You start listening to me And the man is sitting there And he's humble He's quiet He's not even asking me What I'm doing and you see, and some people say, yeah, yeah, but brother, you've got a better point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What better point? Say <coughs> what they take. Some pastors have done a very good job, but their congregations have messed up everything. But they've elevated them to being God now. They are misusing the quotations. I can't have to risk to have 14 widows and I don't know how many orphans because you have to go back to every family and find out of the men that died how many were married if they were all married it meant 14 widows in church in one day because another brother is pompous enough to say I won't listen to that commandment because you see they don't know how rich I'll be I'll just pull that deal in now they say it's a shorty deal but you know they don't understand business you think we don't understand business Come to me, I'll teach you business. I'll teach you business. In the end times, they shall buy and sell. Just go and buy and sell, you'll make money. I can teach you from the scriptures. There's business there. They are going to build houses there. You can start a construction company, you'll never fail now. You can just sell the material. Open a hardware, you'll never fail, brother. Yes, I'm telling you, plan business from the scriptures. If you want business, we can advise you more than what you think than to pull your dirty deals and have money and drive these Porsche cars and you come to church and everyone is looking at you, then you say, ah, like O'Neill. O'Neill <laughs> this is exactly what Akan did. He was thinking of himself, he was too selfish to sacrifice the whole congregation. Because when God was speaking, he said, Israel has done a wicked thing in my sight. And this brother, even hearing that, if it was me, I would have run to the altar say, men man of God, where are you? Pray for me. It's me. Don't waste your time. It's me. Mm. Don't let this thing come. Because God is saying? God is saying every man of God was, was a sinner in that day. Mm. Even the righteous, God was saying, they've done an evil thing to me. Mm. Because another brother is holding a wedge of gold in his pocket? And brother, he had to wait until they had to cast lots. He had to wait until even the, the lots had to Come to his own household. He had to wait until it comes to his own father's house. He had to wait until they had to search and say, this one, that side, and it's falling on this man. Are you that man? He says, Yeah, I am the man. Mm. But of all this hassle, why why waste your time? Why you stay in adultery, brother, sister, when it's time to go home? (laughs) Get rid of that wedge of God. Get rid of those change of garments of the Babylonian sheep worship. Amen. Yes, you must do that. It's, it's, Brother Graham says it takes off the hide off your face. Mm. Right. Some of the things that you must do, you must sacrifice to come to the spot where God says, aha, you've caught it now. Yes. Some people don't even want to confess even when they are wrong. Mm. Myself, when I'm wrong, if at work, I don't waste my time. If I'm wrong, you prove to me I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I would never fix anything. So what if I'm wrong, how do we rectify it? That's the next step. That's what I'm thinking about now. You might waste your time trying to grill me. I stayed with some other brothers that liked this thing of grilling someone, and they say they feel like they've got muscles. No, brother, the scripture doesn't say this. I'll say, brother, I'm sorry, brother. I'm sorry, I didn't see it that way, I'm sorry. No, you don't have to quickly say sorry, brother. Because they were used to people that would say, no, brother, it's not like that. not like that, I'm right. So I said, brother... If you say that's the way I should have done it, I'm sorry, brother. I'm really sorry. You see, the man is trying to say, but what's happening? No, you must at least argue. <laughs> debate. No, there's no time for debate. I'm wrong. You're proving to me I'm wrong. So I'm wrong. Even when I'm right, the Bible says, suffer wrong for a brother's cause. What yes. if I to lose? I say I'm right, but the brother don't see it. So I'm wrong Yes, he says it. So I'm wrong, brother. Let's continue. Next time you see we're wrong. Because God will see, give you the time to see that the brother was right. Yeah. You prove God Himself will prove His word that is right. If I'm standing on a scripture and you say the scripture is wrong, even myself I'll be wrong as well because I'm still going to stand with the scripture. I'm not going to lie to myself to, and to my conscience today, as long as the brothers put faith on the table, then at least let me sell out the scriptures and follow the brother. No, 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 no. We cannot do that. We have no time for that. The time that we have been given is so short. And the king's business requires haste. Another man said that. It is the king's business and it requires
1: hate.
0: That's right. Yeah. I, will, I, will, I will tell you about Uzza. The man Uzza was not supposed to die. If there was no scripture that explains how the ark was being carried into Israel, if there was no scripture, if the ark tries to follow you put it back, God will say, Ah, you've done a good job. Some people are trying to bring the pulpit back when it, is, it has already fallen. They want to bring it back. It's fallen, it's fallen. You want to mend what you cannot mend. It's fallen and God is proving that there is something wrong in this thing. Someone is trying to put it back and trying to, it's on a scotch cart altogether. There's no priest there. There's no, there's no Levites there. Because the Levites are those pastors that are written in the book of Jeremiah that I will call my people and give them pastors according to my own heart. Those are the lineage of life. selected by God Himself. Remember, the rod of Aaron budded because of that thing. And I'm telling you, Pastor, the road of Aaron is budding now. It's budding. And I I I wish I was also one of them. I would put my rod also there. Dried one. Try this one. It's also like that one of Aaron. Try it. Because now every man has got his rod, but we have to test your road. Find out find out does this stick work if we put it in the Shekinah glory will it bud and show us if it's an almond tree or a lemon tree yeah. brother they took branches that were almost ready to bud <laughs> nothing came there it dried in the Shekinah glory <clears throat> it was withering and that one that had not even a bark on it it showed the bark that it, this is an almond tree it had almonds on, on it and they were ripened you could eat them from the Shekinah glory so God said, let every man take his word. This is the time that God is saying, let every man take his word. Yeah. We want to see who's got the lineage of life here. Because everyone is calling himself a pastor. Everyone is calling himself a preacher. Everyone says, I'm a prophet. Yeah. Bring your heart along. Yeah. Come into the Shekinah glory. Let's see. Yeah. Let's prove it and see if that says the Lord will tally with that. Yeah. Why am I saying that was the weight of the hour? God reveals the weight for every hour letter upon letter, precept upon precept. Then he brings the revelation of that in every age. He has brought the revelation of our day. There is no prophet is going to be better than this prophet. <laughs> so every prophet, we can call the Makandiwas, we can call the Bushiris, bring your own along.
2: Prophesy.
0: <clears throat> they will start prophesying about Soka <laughs> and <laughs> the death of another uh, president. But we know we've got a prophet that even when he went for hunting and he's lying there, he's tired, man from walking, as a man is weary. Another brother is looking at him, he says, No. Prophet can sleep and be groaning like this. And then in his sleep he says, Brother Charlie, don't think like that. Don't think like that. Another brother saying, No, brother, brother will never catch me. I've got my, uh, what you call the orbit and what, what I'm chewing them after I smoke. One smoke, one cigarette, chewing the orbit, then he won't catch me. <laughs> Fresh breath, what, 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 he comes. Then the prophet is sitting there. He says, Brother, when was the t- last time you smoked your last cigarette? Oh, brother, just now. he cannot do that. <laughs> We are talking about a prophet where there was a crisis. A carcass is laid before them. They have killed an animal. No one has got a hunting knife. And he also searches his pockets. There's no hunting knife. Then after some time, he pulls it out. Where was it coming from? I'm telling you of the mysteries that you, you doubt that. That is the power that lifted up Philip when he just ended the baptism with that, his old uh, eunuch. And that man was left in the water saying, who is the man of God? He's gone. He's greeting the brothers. When he was looking around to look, where's the man of God? He was already saying, God bless you, brother. Uh, sorry, my clothes are wet. I was just bringing some other commission from God. Uh, can you give me a back seat? Because I'm, I'm still wet. What transport took you from that desert land yeah. Yeah. to Azotas? If you got a Bible, that's got, your, that's got maps. Look at the very desert that God prescribed by name and compare the distance from that very desert to Azotas calculate even when they give you the distance in whatever inches, whatever, the old measurement of that time. Calculate and see how many miles it was. You tell me a man can just run in two minutes is there. You might find it was a three-day journey. And just God, when it, 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 the commission was done, the work was done, he's already in church, because he was supposed to preach there with wet garments. That is the very power that could enable Brother Brenner to pull his knife, hunting knife, from a pocket that has been empty. Right. And after some few minutes, he's there. Yes. Another time, they say, uh, so to, tonight evening, we are going to have Brother to preach to us. And he's, he's hunting. He's in his jeans. After some time, some few seconds, good evening, friends. You should have asked him, where are you coming from? Those that knew very well, this man was hunting. He even... Bade farewell to his family, say, I'm going hunting. And he forgot about that bookie. And the brothers are preparing a meeting. Go and read your spoken words. You don't listen to tapes. I see you are looking at me like I'm talking about funny stories now. Here. You must listen to those tapes eh? and hear what was happening. It is those mysterious things that will enable you to know what kind of material you have. That, those are the things that make us believe the way we believe. We are not believing a natural gospel. We are believing a supernatural, yes. Yes. above natural. Mm. Even nature itself, we cannot beat it, but what we believe is above nature. Mm. It's unseen. Mm. Your mind cannot comprehend it. If you want to apply your thinking, that it won't work to jam. So the man who was not supposed to die, but because there was a scripture that prescribed how the ark was supposed to be carried, So the man, honestly thinking the ark might fall and break, he holds the ark and he died. Mm. What kind of a cruel God would do that? If you were put in that position as God to judge what was happening, you would say at least the brother was trying to do a good job, which is what most preachers are doing. They are putting the very standard that at least the brother was trying to do something good. Trying. It's not time to try. Do it exactly the way it was (laughs) said (laughs) to be (laughs) done. We have no time to try. Uzzah tried to do something and he died on the spot. Who killed him? Was it a prophet? Was it David? It was God himself. What was God trying to protect? He was protecting his word. That's right. So that it makes meaning to those that bear the ark. Yeah. When Joshua came to, 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 the, to the Jordan River, he had to instruct the, he took the book of Moses, he took the law, implemented it, called the priests and the Levites, carried the ark. You were the first ones to go. He never called a scotch cart. And the strongest horses in that day. He said, I want the priests. Let them bear the ark of the Lord on their shoulders. It was scriptural. When Elijah offered his sacrifice against the whole clan of the Baalism worship, he called all the prophets of the brook and the prophets that sat on the table of uh, Jezebel. He said, Come, let's make a showdown. If God be God, save him. If Baal be God, then save him. When he did his offering, he repaired the altar. Yeah. Mm. All right. And when he was done repairing the altar, what did he say? I have done this according to thy word, Lord.
2: Amen.
0: Honor thy servant. You cannot be honored when there is no scripture there. Your prayers cannot be honored if there is no scripture that's there. Right. Don't just cry and say, Lord, remember me. Oh, Lord, you can't forget me. Oh, Lord, you know I am your child. Quote the scriptures. Tell him what you think about the word. How you believe it. One time I was praying, I said, Lord, I want you to tell me what you were thinking in your mind when you were walking on the waters and Peter was coming to you and he was almost sinking, And you help him. I was thinking. Yeah, so I want to address my sinking position. So I'm picking a scripture that addresses the man that was sinking. I want to find out what was in your mind. If you can tell me what was in your mind, is it not in your mind now to do it exactly the way you did it? Because I'm thinking, The angels will be summoned. They say, hey, we have got trouble here. This man is quoting a scripture. Because if he fails, the scripture fails. Here, the way he's praying. He's not praying anyhow. He's not praying just from nowhere. He's praying with the scripture in his hand. He's addressing me in his prayer. He's not speaking to any man. He's not speaking to himself. He's not even putting his desire. He's saying, God, if it was you, that makes it very difficult. Mm. That is exactly what Mish- 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 M- M- God, even God, even if he doesn't come, yeah. you will find us supporting us, this, supporting this scripture. Because they knew the weight of God is more important than anything. Yeah. They never even went to Daniel and said, hey, brother Daniel, you know when the king wanted a dream, when, when he wanted us to know his dream, you, you were given a vision. You don't have a vision about this fire thing. Yeah. They never did that. They said, we have got a scripture. Yeah. We shall not save any other God
2: yes.
0: besides him. Yes. We will not bow down to any graven image, yeah. either in heaven, of the likeness of things in heaven, or on earth, or beneath the sea. Yes. The king said, what? What are they saying? Another man who was notable and was so noble in his kingdom he said, king, They've defiled your kingdom. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: They say defiling or not defiling, we will defile it even more. We will not bow down. If you can listen to how Abed answered, how Shadrach answered. Brother, you are so rude. At times you have to be very rude, man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Don't just be a man of God. as long as, as long as. There's no as long as in this message. Brother Branham told the denominations straight that (coughs) all denominations are a mark of the beast. Who doesn't know that in the message? And they are still worshipping there in the denominations. It's a mark of the beast. It's going to wind up in the World Council of Churches. And that's the image of the beast. Who doesn't know all that? They know about it. Why don't they believe it? Because they are part of it. You can't tell me that you are... No, brother, you are not a railway. Ah, brother, you are wasting your time. I grew up there. I ate a lot of papa there. So my mother is still there she can cook some papa for me as well if I go there so you, you, you are wasting your time to prove that I don't belong to that family mm. even if they, they told me you are part of this family but I could see the way things are happening is concerning how important they held me in that family so the importance itself shows me I belong to this family mm. they would not do this and do this and do this for me if I'm not part of them yeah. yeah. there are certain things I will never do for them hey, true. to be honest there's certain things I will never even think to do for Pastor Madib.
1: Mm.
0: Because some of the things I just do them because there's a same name there. If my brother phones me right now, close the service. If he says I'm, I'm stuck, I'm in a breakdown, I'm in a spot where they say high spot, hijacking spot, and my car is broken down. I will close this service right now. Because there's a same name there.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm telling you, I might not close as I'm saying, but in my heart I've already closed. Because <laughs> I want to go. You ask me outside, they'll tell you, hey, my brother is in a problem. Brothers, you take care of my family, take them home. I'm, I'm rushing to my brother. Bed. But this brother is an unbeliever. What makes him so important to me? He bears the same same name that I have. Yeah. Because if I don't do that and the crews come along and they kill him, I've got a funeral in the family. Who's going to pay for the funeral? It's the same, very same, very same person that was going to help this man and was reluctant and said, I oh, know, he, he will sort himself out, he, he, he's an elder man. I mean, he's grown up. I won't do that. Even if he's grown up, I'll be there to see how grown up he is. The same applies to a believer. If you see a brother struggling with something, don't laugh.
1: Don't rejoice at the calamity
0: of another brother. It's a forbidden thing in the scripture. You can hear believers talk about another brother that has fallen. And they enjoy talking about it today, tomorrow afternoon. They drink tea with that brother. They make their coffee upon the name of this brother. I don't want to go that side. I'm rushing to some corners now. Amen. 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 The man Uzzah was not supposed to die. Amen. When Israel met Balaam, Balaam, he was told by Balak to curse Israel. But because there was a blessing that was... Pronounced before, he could kiss. Behind these people, he failed to kiss. He said, I can only bless. There's nothing I can do with this Israel. Seeing that their, their God is with them, I can only bless. Yeah. The reason he could not kiss, the scriptures forbade him to do so. Yeah. Even if he wanted to. But there was a scripture that said, Israel is blessed. Remember, they were giving hard time to Moses, eh, these people. But when Balaam looked... In his vision, he says, he has not beholden iniquity on Jacob. There was no iniquity in these people that were crying for idols. People that could tell Moses, he wants to go to Egypt and enjoy the garlic. We think if he wanted to count iniquities, he would not find them. He found them, but he could not count them. Because God says, I do not impute iniquities of men upon them. Neither do I count them. If they have come his way, God's provided way. If the lamb has been slain and they have accepted the token, they have taken the consideration that we have to go out according to the commission of God, then that's it to God. Whatever happens on the way is, not, is your business. Well, your choice is your business, brother. God has made a choice for you. He said, walk this way. If you choose to be part, of, part and parcel of this message of the hour, don't let the devil tell you, you know what, yesterday you did one, one two, three things. You must ask him, show me one person that is not done the same. Bring me just one. Because everyone is making mistakes. Some people are being ruled by the devil because they don't know what they belong to. The devil is pointing to your mistakes every day. And then your conscience is stuck there. You can't pray, you can't do anything because your conscience is not clear. You don't have confidence towards God. You can't even utter a prayer. The pastor said, the only weapon that is higher than an atomic bomb, than a nuclear bomb, is prayer.
1: Yeah.
0: And some of you, without knowing, knowing, the devil is causing you to fail to have confidence in that prayer. Because he is telling you you can't pray. When you just know yourself. You, I mean, it's a waste of time. God won't even hear you. But God is saying, I don't even count your iniquities. Yeah. You know what iniquity is? The things that you do which are wrong, and you know you are not supposed to do them, and you continue to do them, it's iniquity. Or the things that you are supposed to do, and they are right, and you don't do them, it's iniquity. So the devil tell you, but you know what, yesterday you were not in church. You were supposed to be in church. It's good to be in church, but you were not there. So you will come around and say, and if you check around there, it's the very same trouble that caused you not to come to church. So he can find a spot where he can say, aha. So now you think you can pray, missing a Sunday, Sunday service. Huh? Sunday says You know what is Sunday? How important? Sunday. He's preaching to you. It was exactly the same thing he did to Eve. He preached to Eve. You know what the scripture says? The devil knows scriptures in and out. So don't allow him to preach to you because he's not your preacher. Your preacher is a prophet of God. Amen. Uzzah was not supposed to die. But he died because there was a scripture. The other time we find Saul as the king, he was supposed to go and slay all the Amalekites. What, what did he do? He brought the sheep along with him and Agag the king. And now when the, the prophet is coming, Samuel is saying, but why did you bring all this? What is this mewing that I hear and the bleating of the sheep? He says, you know what? Uh, uh, you can see how fit they are. These are good for offering. But when the scripture said, go and slay all Amalekites, He never said, and spare the fat ones. How many message believers are sparing the fat ones? Mm. Sisters, you must slay the fat ones. Mm. Those boyfriends, you must slay them. Tell them, when I receive the message, I'll tell you what I did. We don't say what we, we preach what we see, and we see what we preach.
1: Mm.
0: I don't interpret that because some of you think I'm talking about visions. No, I, I see what I preach, and I preach what I see. When I preach, I have to see the substance of what I've preached. And when I see, I have to preach it. As good as if I see a sister with a minister, I'll preach it. Sister, this is not right. The scripture says it's different. Because we must help you. If you don't want that kind of help, then you are going to hell. Because that is proper to hell. But we have done our duty. We have told you the truth. When I came to the message, I had a girlfriend. Don't know what I told my wife about (laughs) it. You think, eh, hey, now the sister, there's gonna be a fight there. At home. I told you everything. That 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 girl was keeping on pastoring me, writing letters. Now I was in a moment to say, now I must reply one of these letters. Then the message came, Shh. I became a brother in the message. Now I'm seeing the scripture that struck me. I was reading First Corinthians chapter seven. It says, It is good for a man not to touch a woman. But let every man have his own wife. But I said, I don't have a wife. From, from today, I won't touch a woman. So, my next thing was, I took all those letters that were supposed to be replied to, bend them. And my sister found me bending those letters. She said, no, we must not do that culturally. No. In our Shona culture, it's not allowed. If someone writes you a letter, even if you don't want them, don't bend the letters because you make their heart black. <laughs> because of the smoke. I said, that is exactly what I want you just said it well if my culture breaks it up I want their heart to be black <laughs> you know, when, uh, with your things with your spoken words. I said yeah even if it's spoken with or whatever it is I, don't, I want their heart to be black from today if they will not be black I will pray that their heart be black like this smoke then it was done with the I don't even know where she is until now and some of you you still even long for a better boyfriend Huh? you brothers you still long for a, 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 a better girlfriend <coughs> the word is more important than that brother
1: Amen. Yeah.
0: Amen. if the word instructs you something different better you do it at the cost of everything that you have mm-hmm. even if it will cost your life do it but the results are better for you because God is not preaching the word for his sake he is God yeah. he's, 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 I mean He's omnipotent He's omniscient. He's got all the power. He's got, he's got everything. He likes nothing. It is us who like. He has instructed us to come his way. But we still hold on to the things. There's even some brothers who's got very good wives. Good in the sense that they lack nothing to be wives and women, better women than in the world to be in their homes. But they still look for girlfriends. I wonder how that thing happens. Brother Bingham says, if you live that kind of your life, it shows that you have never even known about the token. Yes. Go and read the message token. You have never even tasted that there is even, there is even the Holy Ghost. You are wasting your time professing yourself to be a Christian. It's a waste of time. If Uzzah had remembered when the ark was about to fall, and he says, "But I'm not a priest. I'm not a Levite. Let it fall. God will take care." He was not going to die. There is things that we let go and they fall. Whichever way they fall, we don't care because we are standing on the scripture. God who is omnipotent will take care of everything. If it has nothing to do with me, then I will leave it. If it has all to do with God, then we we leave it to God. Why must we support the things that are not God's uh, heritage? God has given us the message of the hour. We know what the prophet has taught us. We must just believe it. Let me read something here. Then we close on this quotation. I wanted to say more, but Saul had to lose the kingdom because he could not just listen to the scripture that says, go and smite all Amalekites and all their belongings. Yes, then he brings the sheep and the goats and the fated cows. The second time again, the prophet, he, so to say, he was late. For the sacrifice, he said, I'm gonna sacrifice, but he's not a levite or a priest or even a prophet. Why did you do this thing? The prophet never said, Oh, yeah, at least you have done it. Hey, you've brother, you are so clever. They are clever message believers now, they can do anything. Some of them are even calling themselves they are better than the prophet. People that have never even seen any angel in their life. Brother Brahma had the privilege of staying with the angel of the Lord until he even asked his son to wake up to also see what he always sees. I pray, God, that you open my son's eyes just to behold the angel of the Lord. Some of us have not even seen the garment of an angel, at least even a piece. <laughs> that one, that, that, that David cut from the skate of Saul. at least if you can see that one, and they tell you it's from an angel. Some of you will worship that thing.
1: <laughs>
0: but we have not even come in contact with anything that is angelic. And you say, past the prophet, who was with the angel every day. The word of God is more important than anything. More important than visions. I once said it like this. Another brother approached me and said, no, brother, you must not say like that, brother. Visions are in the word. Visions are in the word as long as they are part of the word. When we see visions, we also see visions. It all depends with what kind of a vision you see. You think it's very difficult to see a vision. But every Christian can see a vision. It's just a matter of consecration. And how much time you spend with the Lord. You can see angels. You can see visions. He says it. He never said it's only for the prophet who must see visions. Every Christian must see visions if they want. I'm challenging. Go and read this message of the prophet. you find he even says it's not only for a prophet. So why would another prophet come and tell us of visions as if it's something very important when it's laid on the table for everyone? It's just that we are not consecrated enough. We are not given to the things of God more than we should. Hallelujah. Now, paragraph 157, message uh, token. Now, when you want eternal life, you receive a token showing that the price has been paid. It is in the blood, but it's the token of the blood. Is the life itself. Amen. Full obedience to the whole word of God, to God's entire word, will entitle you to this token. And in another place in this message, he says, and the token is the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. And that token, that Holy Ghost, the life that went out of Christ. When he says, Father, I give up the ghost. That is what we call the Holy Ghost. It is the life that must come on a believer. And he says the life of an animal in the Old Testament could not come on a believer. How much more glorious is this New Testament where we have to have the life of Christ in every believer? In America, in Mozambique, in Zimbabwe, in Zambia, in Congo, you can have the spirit of God as long as you you apply the blood. But some of you have not applied the blood because the sins that we were still doing when you were still in the world, you still do them now in church. So the token is not there. When the token is applied, it's an entire... Application of the token that entirely deals with every sin. And you become a new creature. And brother, says, when you receive that Holy Ghost, you are uh, are born again. When you are born again, you become a new creature. How can you be a new creature when you are still lasting for the women in the world? You are wasting your time to tell us that. You must come here on the altar and ask the the pastor to pray for you to receive the Holy Ghost. Uh, yes. Yes. And some of you, you think you are gentleman enough, you can't come on the altar. Even when the pastor goes, if there's some that need prayer for the Holy Ghost, the most important thing, they won't even come here. And they are not sure if they have the Holy Ghost. They are still looking at the preacher as if he, they don't know what he's talking about. If it's the Holy Ghost and you don't have him, come here. Let them pray for you. If you are shy, go to the office. They say, Pastor, I don't have the Holy Ghost. Pray for me. I want God to give me the Holy Ghost. I'm going to pray until I get him. But I'm starting with your prayer. At least, at least if you're gentleman enough, go to this office here private room and call the pastor and say, my only desire pastor is the Holy Ghost. But some of you are still assuming. The most important thing because when, you, when I say the most important thing, you cannot receive the token without the word. Amen. 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 Because when you receive the word entirely, then you are entitled to the token. That's right. But you cannot have the token when the blood has not, in, has not been applied. Some of you are like a glass filled with some dirty from the toilet and then you pour some water and then you give it to God to say drink. But the prophet says, when God wants a vessel, he goes out there in the mud, in the mark of the world. He picks that glass. He sees it's of a precious value and the people don't see it because of the dirty around it. He cleans it. When it's cleaned, it's set aside for the master's use. He gives you the Holy Ghost, then you, He can use you. But when He can use you and you've got the Holy Ghost, you still have got to yield yourself to that Holy Ghost. Right. Because with the Holy Ghost, even now, if I, I finish preaching, I can go to my there. It's still my decision. I have the Holy Ghost, but I can go there and say, yeah, I want one from me." What stops me from there? It's, I'm still the same man. But it, what stops me from that? There's something more of more value inside that communicates with me. Because this flesh does not repent. This thing will not repent. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God cometh not by observation. It's the word of God. This thing does not have anything to do with the word of God. This is the thing that fights you every day. This is the thing that tells you you can steal your, from your boss because. Brothers, if you steal from your boss, you are a thief. Yeah. If you steal a pencil, the valley is the same. Someone steals a beast and you steal a pencil. You are all thieves. There is no greater sin, there is no small sin. You all have got this... Of stealing, because if you get a chance to steal income, you're going to steal it yeah. with the very same. That demon won't grow up and then say, At least now we can steal a, a big beast. you got a spirit of a thief in you. Yeah. Yeah. And if you go around gossiping and saying something bad about your brother, brother, Lam says you are a murderer, you are murdering yeah. you your brother. Because if you kill a man's influence. I've heard some people stand here in the pulpit and mention names and connect the names to something bad. Of a man. Because you have to wait. If it's a false prophet, we have to tell you and mention names. Yeah. Paul said, Alexander, the coppersmith, did me wrong. It's in the scriptures in the Bible. The name is there. Dimas has forsaken me. It's written there. If they have forsaken the message, we'll tell you the people that have forsaken the message with names. But if it's a brother who's trying to do something and is hey, did in some way or the other, don't bring it somewhere. Yes, we have got a lot of that. We believers, especially those that call themselves believers and they think they are ready to go to heaven. They are the very ones that say, you know what, brother, hey, the people are messing around with the message. But if we are going to put a weighing balance, you will see that it's you that is messing around with the message more than that one because he's trying to do something for God and you're not even doing anything. All you are doing is just observing and commenting and observing and commenting and your life is in shambles.
1: Mm.
0: Stay with the word. Say what the tape says. In the message, conflict between God and Satan, I'm closing with that one. The prophet says, God fortified his word, his church with the word. And as long as they stayed under that word, not a prophet, under that word, they stayed safe. But the devil knew, and God knowing what the enemy was going to do, he brought the word to fortify his church. What must the church do? Abide with that church, that word, and stay under the word. Stay under the token. But what did the devil do? He came and deep the word. Because if, if it was a war rather than Eden, the devil must have brought a very big bloke, like what Cain did, and smote, killed Adam and Eve and said, God, your children are done, start creating again. I'm a murderer. Because the murderer was the, the devil. Then when the spirit of the devil went into Cain, he made this brother. Mm, yeah. So when the devil wanted to attack the church of God, which was Adam and Eve, he said, he came smart." he said, brother, it's a nice, nice sunny day today. Did God truly say that uh, you will surely die if you eat of that fruit? Mm. Now the woman being clever and being taught, I ah, you know what, brother, Satan... Uh, we don't eat of that food, and if we eat of that one, we die. He quoted the scripture very well. He said, Ah, you know what? There's something there, there's mm. a mystery there. Mm. You shall sure, you, surely not, sure. not die. Mm. You die slowly. That's what he was saying. Because <laughs> <laughs> we are dying slowly now. We are never meant to die. We we're supposed to stay young. So the messages come to bring us back to where Adam was, to that revelation that we stay young. Sister Marie. Brother Binam said to sister-kid, you are not old. You turned 81. You are still a young woman. You are actually approaching that very age that you longed for. We are going to stay young forever. When you are sitting in church, you must just meditate upon that. Hey, this step is going to make me draw closer again to be young ever and forever and forever more. In all eternity with my Lord. Walking and talking with Christ the super now. You can sing that song, sister. Won't it be wonderful day? It's going to be wonderful. You look at Sister Maria, the hair is white and you feel pity for her. She's closer than you
2: are.
0: And this is exactly what it means because when God is going to perform a miracle to change here. then you see, ah. There goes Sister Maria. Because another sister, you have not even reached the age. Another sister was 91 when she came to Christ. You have been in with Christ all along until you turned 81. Mm. That one turned to Christ when she was 91. And maybe after five years or so, she died. And then she says to Brother my precious brother. Brother Blame says, I don't understand this, boss. I don't even know this woman. I've never even met her. He said, no, you know her. She will never be old anymore. Mm. You converted her to Christ when she was 91 years old. How good is that? Mm. And Brotherman said I don't want to go back anymore. Because he, when he looked back, he would still see his body lying down there. Which means this this friend this friend he left there because it cannot even understand what has happened there. Yeah. When it comes there it's the one that you say, Ah, but you can't preach today. You must go and you know what? Your mother in law doesn't like this. You can't hook up with these uh, uh, yeah, these holy rollers and this bunch of trash. He was crying, I never, I never called them. This one understood that if people are called trash, they are trash. But the man inside knows, no, you can't call my brother trash. Neither can you call my sister trash. I'll fight for you even when you are not there. Some of you, the life you are living cannot even stand up to a position where you can say I'm representing the message of the ark. You can even shy out from your own life. If we are going to... another. Brother, I think it was brother, is it Dwight Hall? We sang a song. How about your heart if it were, heart were made with some windows on from inside so that all could see? Brother, if our hearts were made with some windows, that up, brother Arnold, if he's sitting there, you can see, ah, this brother is, is a hypocrite. He's looking at me now through that window. Then he says, people often see you as you are outside. But Jesus really knows you. Yeah. For he sees inside. Right. How about your heart? Mm. Now you cannot deceive us. Mm. Live that life you are living, but you are not going anywhere. Mm. I don't want to get to heaven and then I can't greet all of you. Because I said something that you bent on and it m- misled you. We'll say it straight as it is. White is white and black is black. If you are still living a worldly life and you come to this church and you are hiding behind a song, song testimony, you sing for us here, Mm -hmm. you will die in that song testimony.
1: Because Anania
0: and Sapphira they died in their offering because they knew there is offering there, church, brother. There's offering, then they lied to Peter, thinking they are lying to Peter. You live your dirty, filthy life out there and you bring it here, you drag it along to sing it, an item here. You don't even fear that there's angels of God here. One, one day God will show you visions where you can see this whole house full, filled with angels and there are more than the number of the congregants in the church. Then you will understand what you are playing around with. We are, not, we are not a denomination. We are the message of the hour. We are the elect of God, the chosen choicest of the Lord. Men are called, he just calls all of them, but few are chosen. Amen. And we, when he does the choosing, he's not choosing randomly, saying, brother so and so, brother so and so, by name, my sheep hear my voice and I know them by name. Amen. We came here by name, we did not come here by hocus pocus thing, no. This is not magic. Yes, Children of God are coming by being called name by name. Amen. Until the prophet says, until the last one is in. How can you be the last one? And he says, I hope it's going to come from Africa. So now we are speaking from the level of people that are in the headquarters. You must forgive me, we're sitting in the headquarters. We set a standard. We live what we preach, and we preach what we live. Yes, if some men there, when I'm out there at work and they try to coax me into a dirty deal, they find some nasty reproach there. I will tell them exactly what they are tampering with. I'm eyeing the rapture even if I'm at work, and they say, "Brother, you know what? We are going to smuggle this alternator and we change it. You, know? you tell the one of the guys his alternator is this one. You tell him yourself. This is his number. Phone him and tell him I'm gonna take your alternator. Then he's gonna, this one is gonna be yours. If you can do it, then I'll do it. Start you start to do it. Then I'll copy an example of that if it's good. You say, I know, you know, but you are the auto I'm the auto I'm not a thief. The answers would be so nasty until this man will say, I ah, you know what you are, now I wanted to give you 2,500. I say, but in order is 100, 100, 150 rand or something of that nature, 500 rand. You want to give me 2.5 so that I can be promoted to, a, to be a thief. And when I get to the house of the Lord, I'm the first one to raise my hands and say, Ah, we are halalel. Oh, halalela. I <laughs> <laughs> We are halalela. And you have got an alternator that that is told It seems like that wage of gold. Same like that Babylonian garment. Amen. Same like a sister that got a boyfriend and they, they smuggle themselves in, into some other man's house. And they lie to the parents. I'm, I'm at so-and-so's house. And they are busy with their daughter and they come here to church. And you call them sisters because you have made them sisters. we don't make disciples unto men we make disciples unto Christ the only thing that makes you a disciple unto Christ is when you receive the Holy Ghost because you don't have the right to call yourself a Christian if you have not the Holy Ghost and you don't have the right to stand behind the pulpit if you don't have the Holy Ghost so if he says if you don't how will I know I have and I don't have if I'm supposed to come here on the pulpit how do I know I have that which brings me on the pulpit And if I have to come here and sit as a Christian, how do I know I've got the credentials to be called a Christian? Because I have to know I have what makes me be what I profess. And some of you don't even know. Huh? What is this Holy Ghost he's talking about now? Huh? What is this Holy Ghost? Why he keeps on talking about this Holy Ghost? That's the token. That's the ticket to heaven. And the prophet says, it's it's what? Yo, yo, yo. Your four test. He it says it's like divine healing. Mm-hmm. Divine healing testifies that there's eternal life. Mm-hmm. The Holy Ghost is not the uttermost level where you must come to. It's just a test. Mm-hmm. This is exactly what it is. You have, it's a ticket. You want to go to Jobek, you bought a bus there, you go and book a bus to Jobek. They will give you a ticket, not your money. You pay the money, they won't give you the money because you see, we have written your amount here, you just produce it in the bus, ne? So that we know you, you once paid, but we are giving it back to you so that when you are in the bus you show it. They don't do that. Money is money, they take it, they put it in the bank, but they give you a ticket. And it's a paper and you can throw it out of the window. Tell them I don't have a ticket. Then they will say you never paid. Brothers, don't lose the ticket. Otherwise you never paid the fare. But the fare is paid for one and all. Amen. I want, I want us to sing a song. I, I can't leave this place with that. Uh, I want us to sing a song. Hey. Who can sing a song for us to be like Jesus? And I hand over the message to the pastor. Stay with the word. There's nothing as important as the word of God. Because it's a book of prophecy, and God is busy fulfilling every scripture. And then your scripture is going to be fulfilled one day and you are not there. You are not part of it because you don't believe it. Stay with the word. Let's sing that song. If I'm not a very good singer. My voice is the same like the croaking frogs outside. So. But I like singing.
2: To be like Jesus to be like Jesus on earth i long to be like him all through life
3: many have the desire to be like Jesus let's sing it that's my desire time all over the building to be like jesus That's my desire is yes, to be like Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. to be like Jesus. Amen. That's all I ask to be, to be like Jesus. Wasn't it quite mouthful? Amen. The importance of the weight. It can never be overemphasized. Amen. We really appreciate it, Brother Borrero. God bless you richly. We're tremendously blessed. Amen. Sometimes the weight... Is meant to edify, to encourage, but as well as to correct. Amen. Amen. To put things into shape. Brother Branham says the Holy Ghost will clean the church. And how does the Holy Ghost clean the church? By putting the weight standard. And once the weight standard is put, then it behooves individuals to check themselves. Do I measure up? Or do I not measure up? And if I don't measure up, then you've got to do something about it. Are we together? We appreciate the Lord how he spoke to us. While we are going to pray, brothers, there is a code in the mystery. In Christ is the mystery of God revealed. Just look for it. It's revelation. Christ in you is the center of revelation. The spelling will be S E N T E R. That's how it is spelled. Amen. So we are going to pray. Are there people that need us to remember them in prayer? As we all bow our heads with our eyes closed, we just sang a song to be like Jesus, to be like Jesus. Amen. So if you need to be like him, you want God to come and help you. To leave this message, to be God's billboard in your community, God is more than willing to do so. We've got the greatest product, folks. God loved us in the end time. He gave the best of the best in the end time. And it was this message. And Brother Branham says, this message, it is the token itself. And our young people, you cannot come and be in contact with the message and live a filthy life there is an opportunity for you to reconsider your ways and repent on your ways. Remember there is a soul in you and one day the soul has got to leave the body. And when it leaves the body, you and you alone would know where that soul goes to with our eyes closed and our heads about. And I'm giving you an opportunity. If you want us to pray for you, we will pray for you so that you become an overcomer in your life the brother mentioned that many people cannot even declare that their message believers because the life that they live condemns them and remember to him much is given much will be required if God gave you the weight he, how many people that will deserve that this message would have come their way but God bypassed renowned people, and brought this message on your doorstep. It is very important. It is very critical as we pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, as mortals we have bowed down our heads, looking down on the dust from which we came from, and of which one day we shall return. Dear God, you have used our brother to come and speak about how important the way it is and how important it is to stay with what the prophet messenger brought in the end time dear god if we are falling short of that we need your grace this evening dear god our greatest desire as we sang the song it is to be like jesus may you make it possible for us to overcome dear god not only ourselves but we as our families it is amazing how the brother mentioned that Moses had the standard that he had to meet. As much as he preached the standard, even his own family had to meet that standard. And when Moses' family could not meet the standard, despite him being a great prophet, God was willing to strike the family dead. We are standing here, some of us, as ministers. Our gracious desire, we are praying for our children. May they see the light that we have seen. May they get the same revelation that we've got. May they realize how critical this message is. It is a household affair, dear God. May you provoke every man to realize that in their own families... They are their own priests in their own families. They've got to make sure that the token is applied. And if there is a house cleansing, that must happen. It has to take place. If things are in the house that are not in line with the message of the hour, they must be chucked out, dear God. Because you can never coexist with Satan, dear God. Dear God, we want to thank you for this message. We want to thank you how you spoke through our brother, dear God. May you continue to bring that sense of boldness, dear God, to preach this message in season and out of season, dear God. The prophet of God has told us many a times that the truth will never make us popular but it will make us honest. Our greatest desire is not to be popular but it is to be honest with God. That is why the weight came in the manner that it came, dear God. A brother risked a lot of things, relationship, but dear God, that's exactly what the weight has got to do. But we know no matter how the weight is brought forth, brother Brenham has told us that the predestined to see will rally around that way. You spoke in this manner because you want this church to have a certain scriptural standard that they must adhere to dear God. And there isn't dear God is that there is a proclamation that we've got to be a center. Christ has got to be in our heart. That's what will make us the center, dear God. Wherever Christ is welcome and is accepted fully, it becomes a center, dear God. Help us, dear God, to be the billboard of this message, to give this world and this community a hope that one can live above the influence and the filth of the world because this message makes it possible, dear God. Bless your saints, dear God. Bless your children. Many have raised hands because, dear God, the heart knows what the heart requires. And, dear God, you knew what the heart would need even before the heart needed that. And as a result, dear God, I know you will fight for them. If they need forgiveness, forgive them, dear God. If they need encouragement, encourage them, dear God. If they need victory, grant them victory to God. Whatever they need, may you grant it, dear God. But above everything, be gracious to us dear God we want to consecrate ourselves entirely to the word of God dear God because this message it is the absolute in the end time we thank you dear God you can only speak in the manner that you spoke because you love us dear God because why every child that cometh to you you correct them dear God because you don't want bastard children we appreciate everything in the name of Jesus Christ we commit everything to you Amen. God bless you, Rishmi. God bless you. It was necessary that we had to hear what we had. How many believe it was necessary? It was absolutely necessary. And whatever has been spoken, take it to heart. We believe that 100%. It is the message of the hour. The baptism of the Holy Ghost can never be overemphasized. Brother Bram says, if you don't have it, run to the altar. Because if you are without the Holy Ghost, it is a mechanical affair. But when the Holy Ghost comes in you, it is the dynamics. It is now God living through you. Are you ready with that quotation, brothers? Then we can release the believers. Christ, we are done. I need to release them. Amen. Give us a song. Is it there? Amen. Just bring, uh, just say Revelation, Center, Christ. Center is S E N T E R. Amen. It is the message Christ is the mystery of God revealed. We don't find it. We'll try some other time. Just give us a song, Amen. And then you will be released. God bless you richly. Amen. See you Sunday, nine o'clock. Let's be punctual. Amen. Give us a a nice worshiping song. Maybe you can say I don't know what worshipping song we can sing. Maybe may say wrote my life. I want you to go in a worshiping song mode. Because you've got to meditate on what we have had tonight. Amen. <laughs> May Sir <re-rode> my life.
1: <laughs> Amen. Amen.
3: how many witnesses are in the building that mercy rewrote my life. It certainly did with
1: mine.
3: I should have fallen my soul cast down. My soul cast down my rewrote my life. Thank you,
1: Lord Jesus.
3: Mercy. How many witnesses are in the building? I'm a witness this evening. I should my soul comes down my soul down. but may
1: see
3: amen God bless you the brothers have brought it here this is what makes one to be the center of the message This is what makes a group to be a center of the message. Not because a pastor is eloquent. Not because the building is fleshy. This is what it is. Brother Ram says, look, Christ in you makes him the center of life of revelation." Christ's life in you makes him the center of revelation. Christ in the Bible makes the Bible the complete revelation of Jesus Christ. Christ in you makes you the complete revelation of the whole thing. See what God is trying to do. Are we together? You want to be a center of revelation? Let Christ come into you live the life of Christ are you, still, are you with me and when you do that you can become an outlet you as an individual through which a revival breaks out remember with Azusa Street it was just that colored man with one eye revival broke out through him and uh, I think with the uh, is it Welsh revival, there was another young girl. The revival broke out through her. The revival can break out through you as an individual or can break out through you as a group. But the only recipe, you must be fully surrendered to the teachings of the messenger of your hour. And one thing that we are not apologetic about as this church, as this ministry, we will never ever deviate even one bit on the teachings of Brother Branham. We will keep on saying, Brother Branham said, Brother Branham said, if anyone attempts to improve what Brother Branham said, we will check you out of church. You cannot improve the prophet's message. Non-negotiable. Are you still with me? Even if I, as a pastor, would attempt to improve the message of Brother Branham, check me out. Get another pastor. Because that is very important. Are we together? God bless you richly. I wanted you to make sure that you walk away with that. Amen. I think you can, let's just dismiss, they'll just play instrumental. God bless you richly.